campus that's alive, but uh, there are very few people to to say hello to and to interact with. And so that's that's been a huge transition um, uh, coming to work and just seeing a handful of people and even seeing them from a distance. Um, at home, uh, my son is at home. This is his third week there, and wow. it's starting to weigh on him a bit. Uh, on on him, on just him. <laughs> uh, more him, more more him than us. Um, he hasn't been out much, and so I last night we could tell that it's beginning to take a toll on him. And so um, finding ways for him to interact is is important for us. But um, uh, it's it's adapting to what's in front of you uh, each and every day. And so I think uh, I think that that's uh, has been the biggest takeaway for me. Um, and paying attention to people and um, uh, family in different ways. Uh, I, I walked from our office to the chapel yesterday and I saw no one walking from, from our office to the chapel. And, you know, during the summer, even when students are not here, it's, it's quiet, but there's still that sense of, you know, life and activity. There's somebody somewhere you can hear something, but it was, it was very silent. Uh, so that was, uh, that was a little, uh, strange. Um, but we, um, uh, my daughter is little, she's one, so she doesn't know that anything is different. It's, um, life is still as usual with her. And so, um, uh, my husband is working some from home and some from the office. And so, um, it, it has given us time at home a little differently for sure. Um, and, uh, but, but so much of our work is the work of students and so without them they without them here it it changes it changes everything um and and being in one office on one side of the floor and faith in the office on the other side of the floor still being in a meeting but uh through a computer feels feels weird it does yes uh and back to the empty campus i was on campus a couple of days ago for a photo shoot in the student union um, that's re that's what's really strange to me is the student union is about 95% complete. It's ready for students. It was built for social gatherings, and <laughs> I guess the timing couldn't have been worse. But it's <laughs> it's uh, it's just empty and it's eerie in there. But um, a couple of days ago, I actually brought my laptop up to the second floor. Strange, eerie feeling. So I completely understand what. what as far as an empty campus, uh, and uh, I know Kate, um, and I'm, I'm looking at all of you in a grid pattern on my computer here, so I'm looking up now at Kate, and, and uh, she keeps telling me she loves, she loves this, so. Well, I'm in a rough, so it's so nice just to not have to drive every day, but I am going in today. We are shooting a student life video message from Michelle Perez and Dr. Bazemore and Kelly Nothstein. Um, they're doing kind of a motivational message and also kind of a comedic video, so stay tuned for that. But Louisa and Faith, you two were really the first to start with these motivational messages uh, that we're seeing from a lot of departments right now, trying to encourage our students as they're staying at home. So can you talk a little bit about what you're saying in the messages and why you felt it was timely and necessary to reach the community through those emails? Um, yes. Um... You know, I think we, we have all been talking about the fact that the month of March is the longest month, longest month ever. Um. Before we get into the, I guess, the serious talk here, uh, Faith and Louise, I was wondering um, how this uh, social distancing 
thing is going for both of you. How, how have you adapted to it personally and how has it changed your lives for the better and for the worse? Uh, it's, it's been a challenge to get used to. I think uh, every day brings a, a new and different challenge. Um, uh, just from uh, the perspective of work, coming to a campus that is usually alive with, with activity and people and um, energy, coming to a campus that's alive, but uh, there are very few people to, to say hello to and to interact with. And so that's, that's been a huge transition. Um, uh, coming to work and just seeing a handful of people and even seeing them from a distance. Um, at home, uh, my son is at home. This is his third week there, and wow. it's starting to weigh on him a bit. Uh, on, on him? On just him? <laughs> uh, more him more, more him than us. Um, he hasn't been out much, and so I last night we could tell that it's beginning to take a toll on him, and so um, finding ways for him to interact is is important for us. But um, uh, it's it's adapting to what's in front of you uh, each and every day. And so I think uh, I think that that's uh, has been the biggest takeaway for me um, and paying attention to people and um, uh, family in different ways. Uh, I, I walked from our office to the chapel yesterday and I saw no one walking from from our office to the chapel. And, you know, during the summer, even when students are not here, it's it's quiet, but there's still that sense of you know life and activity. There's somebody somewhere you can hear something, but it was it was very silent. Uh, so that was uh, that was a little uh, strange. Um, but we, um, uh, my daughter is little. She's one, so she doesn't know that anything is different. It's um, life is still as usual with her, and so um, uh, my husband is working some from home and some from the office, and so um, uh, it it has given us time at home. A little differently for sure um, and, uh, but but so much of our work is the work of students and so without them they without them here it, it changes it changes everything um, and and being in one office on one side of the floor and faith in the office on the other side of the floor still being in a meeting but uh, through a computer feels feels weird it does yes uh, and back to the empty campus I was on campus a couple of days ago for a photo shoot in the student union. Um, that's, re that's what's really strange to me is the student union is about 95% complete. It's ready for students. It was built for social gatherings and <laughs> I guess the timing couldn't have been worse, but it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's just empty and it's eerie in there. But um, a couple of days ago, I actually, brought my laptop up to the second floor looking out over the campus and it was just a very strange eerie feeling. So I completely understand what, what both of you, um, what both of you are saying as far as an empty campus. Uh, and uh, I know Kate um, and I'm, I'm looking at all of you in a grid pattern on my computer here. So I'm looking up now at Kate and, and uh, she keeps telling me she loves, she loves this. So. <laughs> so it's so nice just to not have to drive every day, but I am going in today. We are shooting a student life video message from Michelle Perez and Dr. Bazemore and Kelly Nothstein. Um, they're doing kind of a motivational message and also kind of a comedic video, so stay tuned for that. But Louisa and Faith, you two were really the first to start with these motivational messages uh, that we're seeing from a lot of departments right now, trying to encourage our students as they're staying at home. So can you talk a little bit about 
what you're saying in the messages and why you felt it was timely and necessary to reach the community through those emails? Um, yes. Um, you know, I think we, we have all been talking about the fact that the month of March is the longest month, longest month ever. Um, uh, but even that, that first week of March with, with us being on spring break, we were beginning to think about what are the potential impacts of, of this, uh, this disease, this virus, um, not only in the world, but on our campus and, uh, what does that mean moving forward? And so we were already beginning to think about, um, how do we minister and build and cultivate community in different ways? And so uh, words are important. And so uh, it was important for us to determine how can we provide care um, in ways that are not, uh, not allowing us to be in our meetings face-to-face, -face, not to be in groups face-to-face, -face, not to be in the chapel face-to-face. -face. And so um, uh, the email was a way to do that. And um, in, a, in a period of two weeks, uh, we went from encouraging our students to go home with the hope of coming back um, by April 6th. Uh, and, and, and just a few days later, uh, we, were, we were sending all of our students home and ending our semester here in person and, and putting all of that online and remote. Um, and so uh, we had to find ways to be able to, to communicate and, um, and be with our community. And so it was important to send a word of care out to our community to say, uh, we understand this is, this is not how we function and not who we are um, as Campbell, but we, we will have to figure it out and we will do that with a sense of solidarity. So that's, that's where we got to the place of uh, our weekly messages. And um, uh, that first one was important to acknowledge where we are and to acknowledge that as a community of rhythms, our rhythms are completely disrupted. And so uh, let's acknowledge that. Let's understand that there is loss and even a sense of grief attached to that. Um, and then how do we, how do we move forward? How do we take care of each other? Um, how do we support each other from um, wherever we are as, as we are now scattered in so many different places near and far. And so, so that's how we got to it. And sending that first message was to say, this is, this is real. We acknowledge it. Um, it is painful, uh, but how, how can we live into our faith? How can we use our faith as a support? Um, and how can we care for each other? And so, uh, so that, is, that has been uh, our work of creating a new sense of rhythm. Um, this, this weekly message that goes out so that our community can count on those words coming and um, uh, those words offering um, encouragement, offering scripture, uh, and offering hope. Faith said it, words are important. Um, and um, our, a lot of where faith lives in our head and our heart, but we communicate it with our, with our words. And so um, Faith talked about in that first email about, about God's solidarity with us. And that is, that is a word that I have seen in, in multiple places. Um, that, that seems to be a word that people are, are hanging on to um, that gives, it gives a different sense of companionship and community. And um, there, is, there is a sense of promise that comes along with God's solidarity um, that God, God promises to be with us and alongside us. Um, and as a community already, um, you know, we talk about Campbell being 
you know, welcome home. That's the language that we use. Um, you belong here. You are loved here. You can be known here. Um, and so uh, even though we are not here together, uh, those were still important things to communicate. Um, that our community and the community that we have, we have all worked so hard to build uh, is, uh, it's not fragile. It's very strong. Um, and so um, even if we are not here in person, that we can still care for each other um, and care, pay, uh, paying attention, care through paying attention, ministry of presence. Um, for me, it seems that it's, uh, seems like there has to be some sense of proximity that we're close to each other, um, but we can still be present with each other, even if we are not close. Um, and so those words are, those words are important. Um, I think. I think it's, I think it's helpful. I hope, I hope, <laughs> hope is a good word. I really appreciated how personal and uh, just uh, the vulnerability that you two have shown in the ones that I've read and the ones we've posted on the website. And I've seen that a lot of departments on campus are doing a really great job of letting people complain, you know, cause we had seniors who really lost a lot of you know, closure, you, even freshmen, you make a ton of friends and then you leave, you don't say goodbye. You don't, you don't really have that sense of, oh, I'll see you next semester. Um, so that's been one of the most, I think, unfortunate events of effects of the social distancing. And another one is just that like school church services have moved online. So a lot of the ministry that you guys perform is maybe online. I'm not sure how you guys have been handling that so far, but, uh, what's Campbell, spiritual life doing to reach the community right now? Well, we've already talked about the, um, the weekly, the weekly emails um, that are, are sent to, to faculty staff and then you are sharing them with our community. Uh, Caitlin Rogers, who is uh, one of our associate campus ministers, is working to sort of coordinate with all of us on things on social media. Um, I think, I think when, when social media is used, is used well, uh, it can build community. It can remind us that we are not alone. Um, and so uh, a lot of our stuff is, is moving on to social media. Um, uh, but um, encouraging words, videos, um, scripture, reminding, reminding those who follow us of the, the patterns of, of the semester. Um, we, not everybody follows us on social media. And so that, that is hard sometimes to communicate um, to to folks who who are not paying attention to social media, um, but um, but part of our work that continues is uh, pastoral care, um, knowing that we are we are still a presence, we're still here and available for students and faculty staff. Pastoral care is seen some in those emails and others in um, just checking in with students, FaceTime, uh, writing notes or cards to keep up with folks. Um, we also uh, wanted to be able to gather for prayer. Um, and so yesterday was the first um, virtual gathering, sort of like this podcast, a virtual prayer uh, gathering for students. Um, we were, we were trying to create that as a rhythm for every, every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Um, that students can log in and, and participate. Um, they can speak or not. Um, sometimes it's just helpful to, to see other people on a computer. Um, but then it's also helpful to to be able to speak words um, that someone else will hear and be in prayer for. How did that go yesterday? Uh, it was good. Uh, it was good. Um, yesterday was also the um, the faculty staff prayer time. Uh, and Faith may want to say more about that. Um, we were we were both in it together, but she she's leading those times, and so 
Uh, it was a day of prayer yesterday, um, and uh, um, but both both were attended well um, by faculty and staff, and so uh, and students. And so you know, the first time you do that, um, you never know what you're going to get. Uh, and yeah. so um, I, I think uh, I enjoyed being with students, and so it was good to see their faces and get good to hear from them. Um, uh, it, it was good to be with faculty and staff yesterday. Uh, we started our monthly prayer gatherings for faculty and staff uh, the beginning of this year, spring semester. And so uh, our goal was to hold those uh, the first Wednesday of every month. And so uh, yesterday was the first Wednesday of April. And so we, we moved our gathering uh, to an online forum and um, it, it was powerful to see faces uh, pop up uh, and to see names. We didn't see um, everyone's face, but um, Kate talked about a, a sense of vulnerability. Um, I, I think these kind of meetings provide a different kind of vulnerability. Um, you see people in spaces that, that they have chosen. So um, uh, I am in my office, but uh, there were several who were um, in their homes or uh, one of our faculty members was sitting in his backyard. And so the vulnerability of uh, coming to that space as you are um, in, in ways that you feel comfortable to a space to um, care for and pray for each other is a powerful thing. And um, uh, we had a powerful time of, of listening, um, of, of sharing and of prayer. And uh, uh, those are important to us. That's, that is the lifeblood of who we are as uh, a place of Christian higher education is that our faith grounds us. And so um, in, in all circumstances, coming together uh, for prayer and to remember each other is part of who we are. And so um, it was powerful to do that yesterday. Uh, when I got home last night, uh, I was exhausted, but it was, it was a good kind of exhaustion because it was um, uh, it was spending time with people in in places of uh, both joy and grief, um, but also spaces of hope because we came together and uh, we we listened to each other and prayed for each other. Um, I I know that it is challenging for churches right now. Um, coming into a physical building and being together physically is important and. Um, I have lots of friends and former students who are on the front lines of, of what it means to, to be and to do church right now. And um, none of us took a course in what that means for, for any of our, our occupations. And so um, uh, figuring that out is a challenge. I, you know, I think um, the pastoral care and priestly function of being a minister is what is disrupted right now in, in, um, in difficult ways, uh, touch is important for ministers, um, both physical and spiritual touch. And so, um, you know, priestly functions like communion and um, whether someone is laying on of hands or, um, or weddings or baptisms or funerals, those are all priestly functions and those are all disturbed by what's going on. And so um, figuring out how, how to show that love and that care um, uh, with distance between you is a challenge. And so, so many of our churches are, are figuring that out. And, um, I think they're spending a lot of time talking about, you know, what does this next week of Holy Week look like, uh, when we do gather for remembering and, um, preparing for 
you know, the most important event of our Christian faith is the resurrection. And uh, how do we, how do we come together and celebrate that? Um, uh, the, the, the idea and the promise of new life. And so um, I admire what our churches are doing. Um, within, within our office, we, we have the Center for Church and Community, and they have already been in, in very intentional ways putting together some resources of how to connect on social media, how to use platforms like, uh, like we're using for this podcast today, um, offering virtual um, office hours to have conversation and, and their own prayer time. And so I think churches are learning how to be creative. And um, I think we all are learning how to be creative. And um, I, I hope this changes us in ways that um, uh, allow us to understand and care for and be, be the human family in, in ways that we need to be. Uh, that kind of, that kind of leads into a question I had about um, how we're going to come out better from all of this, I guess. Um, I'm going to save that for the end though. I, I had, I did have a question uh, other than that. And that was, uh, um, the, these are, uh, I know people are making the best of it. They're, they're having fun with it. And um, you see a lot of creative things going on at home, but there are, there are two overlying factors here that I think are pretty scary. One is um, some people are not dealing well with social, social isolation. And, and the other thing is there's a virus out there and it's, it, it hasn't even peaked yet. And so um, I imagine you're dealing with a lot of concern from people, both of you. And um, what are the concerns you're hearing most and um, how do you help them use their faith to, to get through some of the scary moments of, of this? Louisa might want to start with, uh, with students and where students seem to be, because that is, that is the heart of our work right now. Oh, yeah. Um, that, yeah. Yeah. Faith is talking about, we don't, there was no pandemic 101 in, in divinity <laughs> school, right. um, you know, or, or in any of our professions, you know, no, nobody anticipated how to, how to respond or, you know, we're, uh, it's not, we're making this up as we go, but, um, uh, but every day is something new. Uh, and so um, I, I think our students, Quite frankly, I think it depends on who you talk to and the day. Um, and so, um, but I think, I think feeling overwhelmed is a good word um, that there's just, there's so much change. Um, there, there's new, new environment. I'm home now. I've got family. I've got school. I've got to adjust to work and classes online, I've got to learn to a new way to communicate with my professors and my friends. And um, so I think there's just a whole lot that, that people are still getting used to. Um, I think there's also a profound sense of grief and loss um, that, you know, we, um, sense of loss of identity. I was a, I, I am still a Campbell student, but my identity on campus is this and I'm at home and now my identity or my role is this. Um, or I didn't know that I was going to see my roommate, not going to see my roommate again until, you know, months down the road, or I didn't say goodbye, or um, I'm not going to have this opportunity that I thought I was going to have. Um, so, so in, in those ways, um, grief and loss in, in small deaths of, of opportunity or 
dreams or hopes of things that students had for the rest of the semester. Um, I think for our seniors, that is compounded by the end of their experience at Campbell. Um, and so, um, and, and, and entering a very uncertain, uncertain world after graduation too. Oh, sure. Oh, yes. Because um, nobody knows what this is going to look like um, and how, what the workforce will look like, what opportunities for future education um, and, and what church and faith will look like. Um, what, what all of, what all of the things that we have known um, have, have the potential to change that is unnerving. Um, and so, so I think, I think there is, there is a sense of, of grief and loss. Um, I, I have also heard um, very encouraging words of hope. Um, hope is, Emily Dickinson has a poem, you know, hope is the thing with feathers that perches in the soul. Um, it's just that little thing that flits around. Um, and sometimes it's, it, um, sometimes it's hard to find, uh, I mean, let's be honest, sometimes hope is, is difficult, but I think at the core of Christianity is a sense of hope um, that there is, that resurrection is possible, that new life is possible, um, not just in the, the, the long-term theological understanding of life after death, but life after small deaths, life after loss uh, in the present. Um, and so... Um, so there is, there is a sense of hope I, I am, that is, is underlying some of the conversations that I've had with students or things that we're hearing or seeing. And, um, and so all, all of those emotions and feelings held together is exhausting. Um, and so I think, I think folks are also tired. Um, and so, um, you know, we, everything is go, go, go um, until we can't. And then we still have this sense of urgency, you know, I still want to do or fix or be or talk or, you know, so, so uh, I think our faith also tells us that rest is important. Sabbath, not just, not just rest um, because, you know, we're lazy. Rest because rest is important. Um, time with God is important. Um, rest in God and that hope of, hope of rest, um, hope of God's presence. Um, I, I think is also something that, that folks are learning in a different kind of way. So that's a, that's a faith practice that we are learning because of this, if we, if we will allow ourselves. Um, so I think, I think all of those things are things that students are feeling. Um, and some days it's all of them at once. Some days it's overwhelmingly grief and loss and misunderstanding. And other days it's, it's profound hope and joy and seeing, seeing those things. Um, so. Well, faith I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Uh, Faith, you you yeah, touched Faith. on um, you touched on how how we are coming together in a way because of this, even though we are distant. Um, can you uh, expand on how you think um, most of us, all of us, will uh, what good will get out of this of of this experience? That's a big question, Billy. Um, <laughs> That's, that's, those are the ones I ask. <laughs> I know you do. I've been around you long enough to know that. Because um, I don't know the answers to them, and I'm curious. You know, I, I, I don't either. Um, you know, Louisa talked about hope and talked about it in a sense of faith. Um, I, I do hope that um, as we are figuring out what, what today is and 
uh, what we are waking up each day and waking up to in the news and waking up to in our current reality around us is that um, uh, that we learn from it and that we allow it to uh, give us a different and new perspective on uh, how we approach our everyday, um, allowing ourselves to pay attention to small things that we didn't have time to before or didn't allow ourselves to before. Um, I think, I think we can learn something from this time. I think we can be challenged by this time in a way that um, what life looks like beyond pandemic um, can, can give us a greater sense of, um, of community. I, uh, one of the questions that, that, that I ask myself every day, and it's, it's not my question, it's a question that, that I read in a, in a devotion. Um, Richard Rohr is, a, is a, a, a pastor and teacher, and his question is, what is mine to do? And um, I find that question to, to give, give me great freedom, but also a sense of great responsibility. Um, I think that's a kingdom question. I think it's also a, um, a participant in the human family and in the, uh, the community here on earth question um, as faith. What does it mean for me to get up today and to use what God has given me to, to um, do the work that I'm called to do um, here at Campbell, but to also do the work that I'm called to do as um, a mother, as a wife, um, as someone who's part of um, a community, who's part of a church, uh, what is mine to do? And if, I, if I'm doing that, then hopefully that is uh, helping someone else. And so um, I, I'm trying to think of it in a small way. Um, what does this mean on the other side of the pandemic? How does this, how does this change me? What does this teach me uh, so that on the other side of the pandemic, whatever that is, uh, uh, that what is mine to do is something that is contributing to the goodness of uh, the world that God has given us and the goodness of God's grace for us to be the work on this earth, you know, to, to care to care for, um, for those around us. And so... Um, my answer is I don't know, uh, but I, I hope that I am uh, taking the next faithful step. Uh, I hope that I can pay attention to others who are making those faithful steps. Um, and we do that together. And hopefully, hopefully uh, we see God's goodness in new ways that we haven't seen before. making the difference and we believe you guys will continue doing the next right thing until we get through this. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing your thoughts with us. And we hope to see you in person someday soon. Yes. Um, but yes. until then, happy almost Easter to you. We know that some way we'll find a way to celebrate um, between spiritual life and divinity. I know that you guys will come up with something. Oh, thank you, Kate and Billy, for what you guys are doing. Um, uh, your work is very important. Thank you. Thank you.